Hey guys, we're going to get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to be a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube or anywhere else you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. Um, so with this podcast, um, this is going to be one of them ones, guys. Okay, I'm just going to let you know from the jump, this is going to be one of those ones. And I think the reason why is because it's so um, uh, applicable to me. And I know that as we kind of look through this, I'm sure that it could be that way for you as we kind of go through um, what we're going to talk about today. So just to let you know, as we kind of go into this, normally, if you listen to these podcasts, um, I kind of like to call my podcast Organized Chaos. So we kind of have points to go through and concepts, and then we kind of go from there. But today, we don't even have that really. Uh, today, it's just me, my Bible, my notebook, my pen, and it's almost as if I'm in the car with you. It's almost as if I'm walking with you or at the gym with you or wherever you are listening to the podcast. We're, it's just like we're just here, me and you, just studying together, right? And that's normally how it feels, but this is going to be a little bit different to where it's like we're both looking at the same concept together, all right? So this is where we're going to go today. So before we get into our title, here's why um, I wanted to do this special podcast today. I would say, guys, probably over the past three weeks, maybe three and a half weeks on a consistent basis from phone calls, from texts, from DMs, from in-person meetings to whatever you want to put from people that I know and people that I don't know at all. We've had so many really good conversations. I mean, over the past three weeks on a consistent basis. It's been it's been great. Great personal virtual conversation. But if I could sum up all of those conversations in one thing, it's this right here of what we're gonna talk about today. And the topic is this if we can sum all those conversations up for the past three weeks, why can't things just work out? <laughs> oh, are you feeling that already? Just by the title, right? Just by the title, are you feeling it already? Why can't things just work out? Why? I I don't get why things just can't work. And we've had, I mean, conversations have been so good on this, and I, I just felt like I wanted to I wanted to talk about this, and I wanted to uh, kind of study with you and kind of address this topic. So before we go into it again, I just want to let you know. Uh, just beforehand, this is a podcast right now, especially with this title. Today, you may not get, well, here's step one, two, and three. And if you just do these three steps, things are going to get better for you. Or if you just do this, and then things are just going to make sense. Like, this is just not going to be what that is. You know, this is just not going to be that. Uh, but I will tell you what this will be. This is going to be something where you can go back. You can listen to it again. You can you can rethink some some things. Uh, you can you can reconsider. That's another thing. You can reconsider some things that you weren't considering before, and then you can also have some things to pray about, and you can also have some things to really really meditate on. So today you may not get, you know, a definitive answer for you and for what's going on with you. But one thing that you will get today, you will get some things to think about, you'll get some things to pray about, and you'll get it from the 
from the space and you'll get it from a source of empathy and a source of compassion because from all those conversations that I've had with people for the past three weeks, I get it too. So you're not going to get a condescending, how come you're not getting it right? Like, how come you're not? Like, it worked out for me. How come it's not working? Like, you're not going to get that here. But you're also going to get some things to consider from a from a mind state of compassion and empathy, okay? So I really hope that this can kind of give you the encouragement and the thought process that you that you kind of need moving forward for you, okay? So why can't things just work out? Here's what I'm seeing, guys. Um, here's what I'm seeing. So here's number one for me, the first kind of concept. Maybe it's not working out so you can actually learn what it takes for it to work. Okay. I don't want, I don't want you to miss that concept. Maybe it's not working out so you can learn what it takes for it to work. You know, I, I think about uh, Genesis 37. Here's kind of the first initial person that I thought of. And I know there's probably plenty more. And again, this is so great because when I talk to you guys again and and even talk to more people, you can come and you can say, man, you could use this person or you can use that or this example or, or that, which is the great thing about study. So here's the thing about Genesis 37. Think about Joseph. Now, understanding his background, Genesis chapter 37, verse 3 and 4, so Israel loved Joseph more than all his other brothers because he was a son of his old age. And then notice this, then he gave his son a coat of many colors. Verse four, then when his brethren saw that, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to shelf that for a second because we're going to have to go back to that. But verse five, then Joseph dreamed a dream. So here's the constant, at least for me, and I can't say for everybody that I've had the privilege to talk to, but here's just kind of the consensus that I got. At some point with everybody and with everything that was going on in everybody's life, at some point, is it possible that you, just like Joseph in verse 5, you dreamed a dream? Oh, man, I've been having this dream for this to work out, I've been dreaming about this since, since you know, I was a little girl. I've been dreaming about this, you know, since I could ever, you know, do this. And I, I, I've been dreaming about this. Oh, I've been dreaming about this since I, since I stepped here in this building. I've always wanted to be a part of this company. Like, what, whatever it is, man, I've dreamed a dream. But then notice when he told that dream. Now, here's the first, here's the first sign of disappointment for Joseph. I don't want you to miss this. When Joseph dreamed a dream, after he dreamed that dream, what's the first thing he did? He told it to his brethren. So what do we hear about his brethren in verse 4? That they hated him and they could not speak peaceably unto him. So then Joseph dreamed a dream, verse 5, then he told it to his brethren that already hated him, And then they hated him even more. So then verse 6, 7, and 8, now Joseph explains the first dream, the the dream about about the sheaves bowing down to his sheaf. Then 9 and 10 and 11, then he had the second dream about the sun, moon, and the stars bowing down to him as well. So now when you think about 
why can't things just work? Joseph had a dream, didn't he? But with that dream, notice what happened. Joseph, and I think this is a this is an aspect of Joseph that we don't look about we don't look at as much. It looks as if at times there could be some pride, there could be some ego here with Joseph because with his dream, notice what he's doing. He doesn't understand what it's going to take for the other sheaves to bow down to him. He doesn't know what he has to go through. He doesn't know what he has to go through for the sun, moon, and stars to bow down to him. But what's the thing that's in the forefront of his mind? At some point, what's the end goal for me? Everything and everyone's going to bow down to me. At some point, it's going to happen. So when you think about for us, why can't things just work out? So now we know from chapter 38 all the way basically to chapter 50, we know all the all the trials and tribulations that Joseph had to go through. But here's the thing about us. You think about our goals and our dreams and where we want to go and why we have and why you have the feelings that you have right now. Because what we do, we do exactly what Joseph did in Genesis 37. We'll have a dream that maybe God has given us. But what we tend to do is instead of having God walk with us through the dream, we just look at the end goal. What, what do I got to do to get there? And then when we go too fast, like we're not supposed to, we go too fast for that dream, then things crumble. So then now we have the feelings that we all explain to each other. How come this didn't work? How come I'm feeling this way? How come it just seems because at some point, did we not rush the process too? So whenever you rush the process, guys, just as we kind of look through things and study through things and try to consider things, whenever you rush the process, the results of rushing the process is always going to be hurt, denial, um, depression, anxiety, because we try to do things faster than what they're supposed to be done. Look at this, and we looked at this before, but I, I don't want you to miss this. Look at uh, Ecclesiastes. We'll go back to Genesis in a second, but I just thought of this as we were kind of conversating. Um, go to Ecclesiastes. I believe it's chapter, oh, there it is. Ecclesiastes chapter two. This is good. This is good. Now, we love to go to chapter three. We love to go to chapter 12. Uh, we even love to go to chapter one, which is which is great, which is really good. But we forget about chapter two. So, obviously, Solomon had all the riches. He had all these things. But then notice, with rushing the process, with doing things the way that he wanted to do things and get things and get business done, now notice where his heart is at. And let's see if you can relate to this. Verse 18. So, basically, 1 through one through 16 is him telling us all the things that he did. So, just so you can get a glimpse, look at verse 4. I made great works, I built houses, I made vineyards, I had gardens, verse 5, I planted trees and pools of water, verse 6, I had servants who served me, verse 7, I gathered silver and gold, verse 8, and verse 9, then I was great, I was great, but then look at look at this, verse number 18, yes, so he he understands that, yeah, I was great, but I hated everything. I hated all my labor, which I had taken under the sun. 
that I should leave it to another man. Look at verse 20. Wherefore, I went around, and notice what he said, guys. I went around, and I caused my heart to despair for all the labor that I took under the sun. Here's, and I don't want you to miss this, and I really want you to consider it. And, and when I say something like this, and even for me, this might not be the most comfortable thing. This might not be the most, no one may have approached you this way, but just take some things into consideration. That's all we're saying here. Just take some things into consideration. Could it be possible that these feelings that we have, the, the hurt, the despair, the pain, the sadness, the bitterness, what, notice what Solomon said. Did other people play roles in Solomon's life to cause this stuff? Yes. Did other places and other kingdoms have roles to cause despair in Solomon's life? Yes. Were, were outside and external circumstances, were they always easy for Solomon? No, they were not. So did they have a part to play in this too? Yeah, they did. But notice what Solomon chose to do. Even though he could say, externally this is happening, externally they're doing this, internally this is happening, notice what Solomon does. Who does he blame? I caused my heart to do this. Guys, one thing that is, and I can't speak for everyone, but one thing that has helped me out, and I hope that maybe this can help you and maybe something that you can consider is to take accountability and say the reason why you're in despair is my fault. When's the last time you said that? Because recently, probably maybe over the past couple months, couple years, whatever you want to put in there, how many times have you looked at everybody else, all the other external circumstances, your circumstances? And it's so easy just to take those things and to Fill those things with the blame so that you won't have to take the blame on anything. It's very easy to do. And you know why it's easy to do? Because those things, and I'm not trying to take away from the things that may be happening in your life, but the external things, what, what people do, what those are fact. So that's in front of you. So that's why it's easy for you to say it's everything and everyone else's fault. But notice what Solomon learned in his wisdom. It's mine. I caused my heart to despair. You know, that's the beauty about God telling us to take accountability is when we take accountability, we take accountability for the source. Yeah, externally these things happen, but who allowed it to happen? Who made the choices for this to happen? For some things that you can control. Accountability, sometimes it's a scary word. But it's a beautiful thing. Solomon, the wisest man in the world, he's saying, man, it, I finally get it. I did this. Look at this, verse verse 20. Or uh, let's keep going like verse uh, like 23. For all his days are sorrow and his travail is grief. Then notice what, what he says. And his heart doesn't take any rest in the night. You guys have some sleepless nights lately? because of things <laughs> that's rough ain't it that's rough i mean so during the day 
when you're at work, you're good. When you're at when you're when you're at outings, you're good. When you're with friends, you're good. When you're with people, you're good. When you're when you're busy and you're ripping and running and you got all these things going on and when you're at school and when you got all this stuff going on, you're solid. You're good because you got all this stuff going on. But then that night hit. Mm. And then that night hit, then it's different. Then it's different when the night hits. Because now he says his heart can't take rest. You know, guys, I think about here here at West End, what we're doing, we're looking at Matthew 5, and it's just been such a rich, rich study. And this month, we're talking about the, the, the mountain of righteousness, right? Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, they shall be full. In verse 23, when he says, my heart can't even take rest in the night, I think about um, I think about what Jesus said. It, it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful concept with hungering and thirsting. And I think about Matthew chapter 11, when Jesus, verse 28, notice who he said to come to. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Isn't it interesting at this point, who were the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Who was everybody pointing to at this time? No, come to the law. Actually, come to come to the law, and then with the law, what does the law represent? Your own works. Who you are. Let's see if you can earn this. Let's see if you can earn God's love. Let's see if you can earn salvation. Let's see if you can earn and, and do all these things to the book to the Torah. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, I didn't come to take that away. But what I did come was to fulfill that. So when Jesus looked at the law, who's the law actually about? It's about me. And what am I? I am righteousness. So are you tired? Are you? And here's what can bring that tiredness as a Christian, guys. Obviously, we understand the tiredness of like life in general and just what the tiredness of what life can bring. And we've had these conversations. But on top of that, here's what else can add to that heaviness is on top of that, there's this heaviness that all my labor in Christ, all my things that I'm trying to do and accomplish and and because of my own works and because of what I'm trying to be. But then when it doesn't work either, and then life hits too, man, my heart can't even take any rest. So Jesus is saying, come unto me. Come unto me, him, who he is. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful concept. So why can't things just work out? Maybe it's not working so you can actually learn what it takes for it to work. Solomon got it. In order for this thing to work as a king, as a husband, as a, as a, as a follower of God, 
in order for this thing to work, it's not about how much power I can gain by marrying all these wives. And then now we're in alliance with those kingdoms. That's not it. It's not the money that I could gain and the how I can build myself and my reputation. That's not it. It's not adding people to my life per se. That's not the only thing. That's not the main focus. Not saying that's not a bad thing, but that's not the main focus. What's the thing? What is it? The thing is to fear God and keep his commandments. And then those things that you once labored for, if we have the eyes of faith, we'll be able to see and Christ will provide. It's different. It's different. So he learned what it takes for things to actually work. But in order to do this, guys, at some point, there's going to have to be some level, some level of accountability. Yeah, that's on that's on me. And that's one thing that um, and again, I'm not the I'm not the master at this. I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that gets it right all the time. But here's the concept that I'm trying to work towards and that I've been taught and that I'm trying to learn and continue to learn. That's on me. But they said, yeah, but it's on me. It's it's on me. I can do better. I will do better. I will grow. I will get closer to God. And why am I doing that? Why are you doing that so you can show that that you're this or that? No. You're doing that so that you can come and whatever is is weighing on your heart, you got somebody to give it to. And, guys, it has been so um, – What's the right word? It has been so refreshing and it's been so relieving to come to somebody like Christ and just give it up. And then now for him to be able to use yourselves, to use myself, to help other people. Come on, man. Like, that's ridiculous. That's icing on the cake. That's a, that's that's ridiculous. That's amazing. But don't you want to get to that point instead of just kind of being that Christian that's kind of always sitting around and always sad and always depressed and always thinking about why things aren't working out and why things aren't going your way? And why would why would somebody want to be with somebody like that? Always thinking about why things aren't working. Why would why would we want to be around people? Why would you want to be around me thinking like that? When rather we could just there's something different about him, something different about her. They're with Christ, and they're helping people despite their situation. They're loving people despite what they don't have. They're just, they're serving despite their need, despite knowing that they're lacking. And they still have this attitude. Who's, who's letting them do that? Come unto me, and I'll change you that way. So maybe that's why things aren't maybe maybe that's one thing. You can pray about that. All right? You can you can think about that, chew on that. Maybe it's not working. So you can learn what it takes for things to actually work. Here's another concept. Here's another concept. Number 2. Um maybe it's not working because it's not time for it to work. Now this is this is hard. This is this is another this is another concept that uh I love this concept. But I also hate this this concept, just to be honest with you. you know, timing, one thing I, I, that um, the Lord has taught me over the years, man, is um, 
timing's real and timing matters. Timing matters. There's there's going to be points in your life, maybe even right now, there's going to be points in your life where you're going to have the want and the desires for very good things, to go to very good places, to do very good things. And it's not for selfish ambition. It's not for comparison. It's not for anything of a bad connotation, but it's just not time. And sometimes when you look at it's just not time, then that's the thing that can get you off track. That's the thing that can get you off track. And going back to Joseph, so remember in Genesis 37, remember his home situation. And again, I know that when we look at Joseph, that we look at Joseph as the ultimate goal of Joseph was basically for him to be in second in command in Egypt, which that's that's 100% true. That was, God, that, was, that was part of God's plan. But here's something I want you to, to consider. I think it might be bigger than that. And here's why I say that. Go back to Genesis 37, and I want you to see this. So remember, it may not work out because it's not time. So think about Genesis 37 again. Understanding Joseph's background, Israel loved Joseph more than all his other children. He had a coat of many colors. His brothers saw that, verse 4, and they hated him. Then they hated him even more, verse number 5. So think about what God's what God's trying to change here. Obviously, yes, he understands that there's a nation that Joseph's going to help. But I think also one of the focuses of God here was on this family. You have a family here. And I want you to think about this, and I really want you to, to chew on this and meditate on this and study this. You have a family with all these kids, 12 kids, wife and a husband. You have you have a you have the parents who show favoritism. You have the children who hate one child. Think about all that division in the house. All that division in the house, all that hurt in the house, all that pain in the house. And I want you to think about maybe your situation and where you come from. All of us come from different places. And when when we obeyed the gospel or we're considering or we're trying to follow Christ, sometimes you might be that Joseph in the house where maybe your parents don't know God. Maybe your siblings don't know God. Maybe you want something more than what your family is. And when you do that, guess what? You're dreaming, and that's a good dream. Maybe you want a godly house. Maybe you want a godly marriage. Maybe you want a godly family, but you don't see that. So naturally, when you dream for that and you go for that, what's everybody going to do to you? At some point, there's going to be some level of hatred because you're striving for better for your future. You're striving for better. So for Joseph, did he want what God dreamed for him? Yeah, he wanted it, but it wasn't time. So think about his family situation, and then now we go all the way to Genesis chapter 50. 
Isn't it interesting how in, in, in Genesis chapter 50, what's God focused on here in the chapter? Obviously, Joseph said himself, notice what he said, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is, de- as it is this day to save much people alive. So when we think about that phrase, to save much people, we obviously just think, oh, yeah, that's the Egyptians. Who else is Joseph helping to save? His family. Maybe it's not working out for you because it's not time. And I know sometimes that can seem so unfair, can it? Or you can have so many prayers and conversations with God. This isn't making sense. I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to help these people and I'm trying to help the people that are closest to me. How come it's not time? So frustrating, isn't it? Man, it's, it's frustrating. But it wasn't time yet. Here's the beautiful thing about it too. As Joseph was going through his pain, as Joseph was going through his own individual hurt, guess what God was still working on? God was still working on his brothers that hated him. God was still working on his on his family. Guys, here's one thing that I've, I'm, I'm learning, and this is one of the most precious lessons that I have learned thus far. When it's not time for it to work, and you know it can be anything. We're not putting it as one thing. But when it's when it's not working, When it's not working, God is working. There may be some things just because you only see what you see on a day-to-day basis, but you have no idea the ways and the, the, the situations and the circumstances that God is doing to change other people. You don't know how God is humbling people. You don't know how God is protecting people. You don't know how God is disciplining people. But because we're so frustrated that it's not time, then we try to do God's job and we try to do what God's not doing. So then we rush the process. Obviously, obviously it's not time. Now we find ourselves in Ecclesiastes chapter two. Now our hearts hurt because we tried to rush the process when it wasn't time. Y'all see what I'm seeing? You, 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 does, this under, does this make sense? Maybe it's not working because it's not time. It's not time for it to work. And here's what else you got to consider, too, when it's not time for it to work. You got to understand that you you have to give God time. And, and sometimes that can just be so frustrating, man. It, it just can be. But here's here's the blessing in this. And I can only speak for myself on certain things, not all things. When it's your time for something, let's say a job, when it's your time for a job and when it's like when it's time, like this is the moment, this is this is this is the time, this is the year, like this is it. Guys, when you wait and it's time, it's it feels different. I'm just it just feels different. It it doesn't feel 
it doesn't feel uh, forced. It doesn't feel like you've manipulated the situation in some way to work in your favor. It, it, it doesn't feel like, it honestly doesn't feel like you had anything to do with it. The only thing that you did is just grind it. You just worked. You just sought first the kingdom. You just sought first Christ, regardless of what you have and don't have. You still loved God. You still loved people. You still were a part of their lives. You still prayed. You, you, you still, you worshiped, you grew. You just grinded. And even in those times where you grinded and it was so dark during those times, when it's time, it's different. It's so different. And that the level of faith that that increases in a person is astronomical. It's astronomical. But the hardest part about God's timing is the grind, is the weight, is the servitude sometimes. It's, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But as you do that, guys, I mean, it just, that's the most consistent thing that we can do. That's the most consistent thing we can do. So why can't things just work out? Well, maybe it's not working because it's not time. Here's, a, here's, here's one of the last things for you to chew on and for you to consider. And this is, this is hard. <clears throat> this is hard, but also you have to, you have to look at this the right way okay you got to look at this the right way why can't things just work out maybe it's not working because it's not meant to work okay I don't want you to miss that maybe it's not working because it's not meant to work now here's here's how we twist that though I think we take this to the extreme So sometimes, let's just use our dreams, for instance, right? Like Joseph in Genesis 37. I guarantee at some point in your life, you've had a certain checklist for a job. You've had a certain checklist for a person. You've had a certain checklist for a school. Whatever you want, you've had a checklist for something. And sometimes what we can do, let's say you have a checklist of five things for whatever it is. And these things happen, these things, these things are presented, and then you'll say something like, oh, man, that's, all right, that's a check, that's good, well, that's a check, well, that's four, that's a check, but then you look at one thing, and you kind of super, super overanalyze things, and then you look at it, and you look at that one flaw, you look at that one problem, you look at that one issue, ah, nope, see, It's just not meant to be. It's just not meant to be. You see, we'll twist that. So here's 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 why we got to be careful about it's it's not working because it's not meant to work. Here's the crazy thing about that is if you're in control like that. Here's what's scary. The things that God wanted to work for you. You didn't let him work. Because. You were looking at your list. You can miss. You can miss out. You can miss out on good things, and you can miss out on good people, because in your eyes, it it wasn't meant to work, quote unquote. You see, you got to be careful with that. Well, let, I want you to look at this example. Look at Acts eighteen. All right, here I want you to look at this uh, this principle. Acts eighteen, 
Um, and let's look around verse number. Ah, oh, there it is. Look at verse number 24. Okay. Now remember this checklist thing. Maybe it's not working because it's not meant to work. Okay. So let's use, we have Apollos, we have Aquila and Priscilla here. So we have Aquila and Priscilla. Let's say they're coming and they're looking for, they're looking for this guy, right? They're looking for this person. They're looking for this girl. They're looking for this university. They're looking for this job. Okay. Verse 24, there was a certain Jew named Apollos born at Alexandria. Now look, look at his qualifications. They're giving off the checklist here. He was eloquent. That's a check. He was mighty in the scriptures. That's a check. And then he came to Ephesus, so he was around other people, and he was trying to spread the word. That's a check. Oh, man, this, this Apollos guy. Man, if, if this, this person, this, uh, this is ridiculous. This, is, this school, this opportunity, th- this is great. This has got my checklist. And the man was instructed in the way of the Lord. That's extra credit. That's another check. And he was fervent in spirit. He loved what he did. He's godly. She's godly. This is a God. That's a check. And he taught diligently in the things of the Lord. That's come on. Like, how can there can there's no way that there's a perfect person like this? There's no way that there's a perfect opportunity. This is crazy. Look at all these checks. This is the most checks I've ever had in a person. This is the most checks I've ever had. But, verse 25, he only knew the baptism of John. Ah, uh, nope, see, I knew it was too good to be true. He had all this good stuff. She had all this good stuff. This university had all this good stuff. All these things, and I thought, I thought, that, I thought that was it. But you know what? This problem, I can't do it. So it's not meant to work. That's exactly what we do right there. Isn't that true? Verse 24 and 25. Don't we do that with people? Don't we do that with places? Oh, yeah, that's real. That's real. You see, here's what we do sometimes. Maybe it's not working because it's not meant to work. Sometimes we decide it's not meant to work rather than God deciding it's not meant to work. So now, if if Aquila and Priscilla in verse 24 and 25 had a modern-day mindset for Apollos, they would have never helped this man. They would have never grew with this man. They would have never walked with this man because they had already cut this man off. You're done. Now, as we grow and as we mature, as a side note before we keep going in verses 26 to the end of the chapter, You got to understand the difference between issues and a problem. Okay, you got to understand the difference as we grow mature. Every person, every place, every job that you will ever meet in your lifetime, they are always going to have a problem. I got problems. (laughs) Okay, I got problems, right? Every person, every place, you're going to have a problem. So to come into things and to come into situations not expecting problems and issues is a problem. So you, that's not fair to those things and, and, and situations and people. That's not, that's not fair. But then you got to understand between that and an issue. So 
let's let's compare situations here. Just before we just before we keep reading, let's compare situations. Okay. So you got Apollos in Acts chapter 17, right? But then you have later on and earlier in Acts, remember when um when Simon wanted to buy the apostles' power? Is that a problem or is that an issue? That's a problem because what you did, you were doing it just to get this. So Peter said, repent because you have bitterness and gall in you. I, I can't live with that. I can't deal with that. I can't, I can't attach myself to that. That's, that's a problem. That's not meant to work unless, unless change happens. But Apollos, good man, eloquent man, loved the Lord. He just was teaching zealously, but the wrong way, the baptism of John. We can teach that. We can walk with him through that. We can love him and her through that. We can teach him and her through that. We can be a part of their lives through that. That might not be something to throw out the whole person because they got one thing that that needs to be worked on. You see the difference? And then what we'll do, we'll throw around the phrase, and then we'll put quotes on, on online. It just wasn't meant to be. You see, that's unfair. If, a, if Aquila and Priscilla had our mindset, we don't, even, we don't even see Apollos later on in Corinthians. We don't even see him. But look at their attitude, verse 26. He began to, to speak boldly in the synagogue. That's another check. Then when it put... When Aquila and Priscilla heard, they said it wasn't meant to work. They said, ah, he was close to being a good preacher. Ah, he was, he was close to being one of us. What did they do? They took him, which meant that there's compassion there. There's sympathy there. There's a willingness to understand that maybe as Aquila and Priscilla, maybe at one point we weren't doing things right the first way either too. So maybe he just needs help too. And then they expounded to him the way of God more perfectly. You know what that indicates, guys? That indicates a love for God, number one. But that indicates that indicates real trying. That indicates that indicates uh a level of empathy, a level of sympathy, a level of being willing to walk with. You see, there's a difference between Apollos and then Simon, not Simon Peter, but Simon who tried to buy buy the gift and use it for his own purposes. That's You see, that's an attitude that's different. Apollos wasn't in here trying to turn people's hearts and just do all this evil stuff. But Simon, he came in with a motive. See, that, that's, a, that's a difference between a problem and an issue. You got to, as we grow and mature, and this is something that we work with, and we got to ask God for help to see some stuff. We got to know the difference between a problem and an issue. We got to know the difference. So this is why when we have these decisions that we got to make, guys, please, please, if you don't get anything else from this, prayer is so real and it's so important and you have to let God help you make decisions. God, let him help you make it. 
it's just I just wanted to mention that. All right. So then uh watch this. Verse 27. And then when he was disposed, isn't that interesting that the text says he was disposed? So this doesn't indicate that it was a one-time conversation with Apollos. This is a walking with him. This is a loving him. This is a really opening the Bible with him. This is a praying with him. This is a being part of his life. Then when they let him go after all that, which indicates that took time, then he dispatched into Achaia. The brethren then, so now, not only does Aquila and Priscilla know him, who else knows him? The brethren know him, which indicates that there was love from their point too. And then they exhorted the disciples, hey, Apollos, take him. Take Apollos. But what could they have easily said and what could they have easily reported? Well, he had all the checklists. He had nine out of ten. But guess what he was doing? He was teaching the baptism of John. It just wasn't meant to work. You see what I'm saying, guys? You see what I'm saying? You may have things in your life and you may have people. It may be time for you to reconsider. I'm just throwing it out there. Now, I'm not saying that this is you got to you got to run back to this school. You got to run back to this uh, job or you got to run back. But maybe you got to take time to reconsider. You got to be wise. And when he came, watch this. And he helped them much that believe through grace. Hmm. Isn't it interesting that sometimes the people and the things that God sends into our lives to help us, what do we say? You got nine out of 10, so it's not meant to work. Have we all done that? Yeah, we have. All of us in there. I mean, if we're being honest, all of us, <laughs> it's so real. How can this not change our mindsets or at least at least help us to reconsider through prayer again we got we got we got to reconsider but sometimes the decision has to be the same but you have to take time to reconsider and pray with God now watch verse 28 for he mightily convinced the Jews and he did that publicly like he was doing before and watch oh this is so beautiful oh so good and he showed the scriptures but watch what he did this time that Jesus was the Christ. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's good. That's good. But what if they would have had the mindset? It's just not meant to work. We lose a powerful preacher. We lose a powerful man. But what did Aquila and Priscilla do? They took the time, not just one day, when they saw the problem, they took the time to love and to to talk with and to open up the scriptures, introduce Apollos to other brethren. You see how we get things so mixed up? But then what we'll do is it's just not meant to work. And then what what question do we ask God? God, why can't things just work out? Reconsider, guys. Reconsider. So today, guys, I mean, again, today wasn't concrete, definite, one, two, three answers. But I just wanted to, for myself first, but for those that I've talked to and even haven't talked to yet, please take time, guys, to 
to really meditate on these things, think about them. And I know, I know that the feeling and I, I have the sympathy and the compassion. I try to have the sympathy and the compassion to understand where you're coming from. And I get it. Like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to, to go through with anything, but just consider some things and meditate on these things, restudy these things, look at these things, and and pray on these things. And the beautiful thing about it is, like the great thing about how we've been able to build this here when the scriptures become real, is all the I mean all the phone other than like the personal DMs that have come through, every phone call, every in person conversation. Obviously, it's it's hours. It's one or two hours minimum. And then after that, there's, I mean, naturally, we're going to open up the scripture together. And then there's just, there's comfort. There's a prayer. I mean, and we just help each other. Now, the next week, it might come up again and it might be hard, but you do it again. And you just do it again and you do it again. So why can't things just work out? You know, I pray that um, as as we grow and as we as we come to Christ and learn of him and come to his righteousness. I pray that at some point, and I'm not here yet either, so I can't say that I'm I'm not trying to say you should be here, but maybe we should get to the point where instead of saying, why can't things just work out? Maybe we rephrase that a little and say, Lord, thank you for working for me. Thank you for working on my behalf. Even though right now you you can't see the results, you can't see the evidence, but that's faith, isn't it? Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes you can't physically see God working on things and people in your lives, but he is. So I just just hope that this can encourage you guys. Um, Love you guys, man. I really do. And again, we've had so many people reach out. Please don't be afraid on Instagram, Facebook, if you know my phone number, like if you know me in person, don't be afraid to reach out and we can talk and 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 pray and study and and it's just it's a it's a great environment and it's a safe space that we have here um, that we can be able to do that with you guys. So love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I hope to have another podcast on Monday. If not, we will Lord willing have one next week. Um, but be looking out for that. So appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.